in and out, in and out. So again, good morning, Berkshires, and welcome, and all those listening beyond on the World Wide Web, welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I have your number with me, your host, Sharita Starr. Today's show is all about spice in your life, and I do mean the ones you eat and cook with. Stay tuned as we'll be engaging in another exciting hour with my very special guest, your Spice of Life owner, Laura Griffin, who is here with me live right here in the Berkshires in the WBCR LP studios today to tell you what's going on. Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathing the moon, the colors of Berkshires and those again listening on the World Wide Web at www.berkshireradio.org. Welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. And again, I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here to tell you all about the planetary presence in our zodiac skies today, Tuesday, the 3rd of May in 2011. Since our last show on the 19th of April, we concluded Aries and are now at about the halfway mark through the organizing energies of Taurus. Our sun is presently patient within the steadfast energies of the bull. Where is Taurus in your personal birth chart? This is the area of your life the sun has been passing through since the 20th of April, giving a boost of light and positive flow to this piece of your zodiac pie. Precisely in the current planetary skies today as our sun reaches the 12th degree of Taurus. And guess what, dear stars? We are also finished with our first Mercury retrograde of 2011, which started upon the 30th of March and ended the 23rd of April. While the pure planet party continues to go on in Aries right now, Mercury is still within its shadow period through the 8th of May. Now, what is the shadow period, you may ask? Well, it has nothing to do with being dark and gloomy. Being Mercury when retrograding literally reverses and goes backwards through the zodiac with this recent passage backtracking from 24 to 12 degrees Aries. We are now in the shadow as the retracing of these degrees is occurring while Mercury now moves forward. 
Upon the 8th of May, a messenger planet returns to the very point he began retrograding upon the 30th of March at that 24 degree Aries point. Shadow periods are very beneficial to understand for they are still tied into the recent Mercury retrograde passage and should important things have been necessary to initiate, you now have the chance to rework and realign things. If things still seem a little off under the shadow, so if you've been thinking, I thought Mercury was direct already, now you know why. It is still time to be mindful of those important decisions. Currently, we now honor the grounding of our core energy as it journeys with the bull. We are asked to cultivate enterprise, adaptability, and vision. Taurus, the security builder of the zodiac, teaches us all about conservation, determination, and most importantly, patience. This is the time of the year when building, establishing, stabilizing, and sustaining our values can serve us the best. John Jocelyn speaks wisely upon some truth we can tap into as we engage with the bull. Quote, our wonderful scientific civilization is the result of our working with the earthly, with the things that can be numbered, measured, and weighed. But this lifeless technology will become a deadly thing with an evil effect unless man discovers the spiritual forces of nature that lie hidden within the physical substance itself. For that truly is real, which is spiritual, and this is the light that shines in the darkness. Unquote. Today's sun is at the 12th degree, meaning that this Jupiter-guided degree, and that simply is 1 plus 2 equals 3, and all three vibrations being ruled by Jupiter, and it tells us on a collective level that today we should adhere to higher education, philosophy, idealism, and optimism. The 12 teaches us about the understanding of the Chaldeans' concept of the sacrifice the victim, who more often than not is the numerological vibration that education must be adhered to under the most. The Chaldeans said of the Twelve, quote, One will periodically be sacrificed for the plans or intrigues of others. The number twelve warns of the necessity to be alert to every situation, to be aware of false flattery from those who use it to gain their own needs. The Twelve represents the educational process on all levels, the submission of the will required, and the sacrifices necessary to achieve knowledge and wisdom on both the spiritual and the intellectual levels. When the intellect is sacrificed to the feelings, the mind will be illuminated with the answers it seeks. Look within for the solution. Attention paid to the requirements of education will end suffering and bring success." Unquote. Today's energies under the 3rd of May allow growth and education to aim within our day as the calendar date vibrates to the 3rd, guided by our, uh, equally guided by our planet of optimism, Jupiter. The combination of the 12th degree and the 3rd is an intensity of Jupiter's quest for belief and ideal, idealism for our changes to occur within. In light of our recent, most recent, world news announced to us by our president uh, late this past Sunday evening, wherein the world seems to be rejoicing in the death of Osama bin Laden, I offer these words to consider and how the philosophy of killing could be looked upon perhaps from a different belief, from a man whose life, although in a very different light than that of Osama's, was also taken with the likes of a gun. Quote, I mourn the loss of thousands of precious lives, but I will not rejoice in the death of one, not even an enemy. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that, unquote. And that is from Mr. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And always remember, 
my dear listeners, uh, in those wonderful, wonderful revelations of lexigrams, the only way you can evolve is if you love. And whether or not you even consider whether latest media fixation is telling us is the actual truth of the matter, certainly your personal free will is able to determine what you believe. Just something to think about on this Jupiter-influenced day that asks us all to be the kneeling submissive student. Truly, knowing yourself, being with yourself, understanding yourself, and loving yourself is the best thing you can do for this world. So learn something about yourself today, for it couldn't be a better time to ground our core. Presently within the theme of Taurus, it is a divine time to root and plant within the life. Our current moon has been in the sign of Taurus since 1.58 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the 2nd of May. The collective's emotions are now engaged in the energy of the bull fueling determined, conservative, and contented behavior. Even though enduring, meditative, and enjoyable emotions are easily aroused, beware of lethargic, obstinate, and materialistic feelings. Ideally, under a Taurus moon, sensuous and intuitive energies are meant to flourish, with all with imagination being guided by a deep-rooted instinct. We are now in another waxing phase of the moon. Happy new moon today, dear stars. And as we are now gaining once more in the gathering light from our new moon in Taurus early this morning, occurred at 12, excuse me, 2.51 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, as our lunar lady was right at the same 12 degree point within uh, Taurus as our sun is. As always, now is the time of the month when we are best to spend time in examining initiations, new projects, and ideas that we wish to put out into the world during this waxing period. Whichever area of the life the heartfelt energy of Taurus rules within your personal birth chart, this precisely points to where you should expect some new experiences to unfold. We'll continue this waxing phase through Sunday, the 17th of May, when the moon once again... I think that's Tuesday, the 17th of May, pardon me, when the moon once again turns and offers completion in Scorpio. And then we'll be in another reflective phase of the waning phase that asks for review where the eagle soars within your life. So, I hope you'll take this present planet power in Taurus, my dear stars, to try on some necessary initiations where the bull takes a stance within your life. What springs up anew here equally will be blessed in another month's time by the entrance of Jupiter into Taurus on the 4th of June, where it will then transit for the entire year. Surely the new, blessing, the new beginnings you may see in the Taurus piece of the Zodiac Pi will be granted intense growth and see plenty of optimism surrounding them, as Jupiter is known to bring abundance and good fortune where and whenever he is present. Being the energies of today are all about that education and expanding upon what you may already believe to be true, we have a great show for you that will hopefully align your innate awareness of what you already like to eat, in particular the additions you add to your foods to spice up your life. Today, my very special guest, Laura Griffin, is here to tell us about how we can do so. Laura is the founder of Your Spice of Life. Laura is, is a producer of handmade organic spice products to make your meals delicious, easy, and helpful. Hence her slogan of yummy, easy, and organic. Food would be naked without spices. Can you imagine a cinnamon bun without the cinnamon, an Indian curry without the curry? Well, of course not. Spices bring flavor, color, and brightness to your food and helpfulness to your body. They are easy to use, affordable, and can save you time in the kitchen. 
um, with Laura's organic spices and products, you can be sure that you are getting the best quality and the freshness possible. It surely will be a tantalizing hour ahead for the taste buds and your mind as we discuss Laura's innate talents and why you may be drawn to the spices of life you are through your sun sign and number. You can also find out more about Laura Griffin and your spice of life on the web. And just uh, log on to www.yourspiceoflife.com for more information. Local to the Berkshire area, I have the pleasure of being able to talk with Laura right here with me in the WBCRLP studios today as my very special guest. Good morning, Laura. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Sherita. Thank you. We can hear you. Can we hear you? Say one, say one more thing. I certainly will. Hello. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, there we go. Now I got gotcha. you. My, my headphones are a little... A, a lack from the aside from my own hearing problem, I think I have. But <laughs> so this is wonderful. So you have this um, wonderful uh, thing that you. So tell us a little bit from your perspective what your spice of life is and what what you do and and how you do it and and then we're going to get into why you know how to do all this stuff. <laughs> sure, I'd love to find out. <laughs> Well, sure, I can tell you a little bit about um, Your Spice of Life and how I got started. Um, it is a fairly young company. In May, or actually this month, uh, it'll be three years since I started the company. Um, but I am um, a sole proprietor, so right now I'm doing a little bit of everything all myself, and it's so much fun to be into all aspects of the business. But as far as what I make... Um, I have a huge variety of products that use organic spices. So I do um, package just everyday single spices for people to use. But what I really love doing is to make up blends for people and different really wild combinations. Got the old recipes going. Yeah. Yeah. And things that people, you know, haven't thought of before because, Mm -hmm. you know, the world doesn't need another you know, plain old Italian mix, mm-hmm. right? So exactly. I make really unusual <laughs> things, you know, just things like, you know, a spice blend that has espresso coffee in it and cocoa mm-hmm. or different, you know, combinations like this. So that's really what I love doing is it's coming co- up with these. Coming up with the, that, that's your Gemini. Now we're going to tell our listeners out there, um, uh, Laura's birthday is the 17th of June. And so this, of course, makes her a Gemini. Um, and I, I like how you say, I have to come up with something different because, you know, Gemini loves doing things that haven't been done before kind of thing. You know, you're an air sign, mutability. Um, it, your thoughts are always coming from like, you know, practically every direction, um, if that makes any sense to you. Definitely. <laughs> and so you always have to have that pad and paper, paper or whatever it is, your Blackberry or however you take your notes these days because, you know, we have all these gadgets now. So, um, but yeah, always got to write write things down because if, if you don't get them down on paper, sometimes the thought will just fly away. Because when you have looking at Gemini and what Gemini is, you know, you're, you're the symbol of the twins. So it's that sense of, you know, Geminis get the bad rap being the split personality types, which, you know, there are some out there. But, uh, you know, Geminis really what they're meant to do in this life is is take that that sense of separation that they make, they may feel and unite it into like allow the two things to exist separately but how do they cooperate with each other because there's this it's, it's kind of like you're in your own relationship uh, that's a really good description <laughs> that explains so much Sharita. 
it's like you, you you know not that you don't want a separate one with another person but you kind of already have one going with yourself <laughs> in that way and that's really it so you know you don't want to be fighting with yourself all the time kind of thing because Gemini's are you know uh, uh, they like I said they they get that bad rap of you see them and then you don't see them they're there and then they're not there like you, you won't hear from your Gemini friends for like six months out of the year because they're off doing their other half of them is they're they're with the other half rather than working collectively with both halves of themselves so it's always a funny thing that way um so now of course now you being born to the 17th of the month um now when we get into numbers now the numbers and the sun signs are all guided by the same exact planet so when we look at the 17th that represents what we call your karmic path and the Chaldeans said that this is the path of the star of the magi which gives you uh, what you're doing in this life will be remembered so you're setting up a lot of like eternalizing, like it's, you're great. Eights are great in, the, in especially the 17s. They're great at set, setting up a legacy that is, is remembered long after them. So I think you're on your mark here with this because we all need um, spices and, and yummy, yummy organic things to be, to be eating. Um, and eight, of course, now I'm sure that you'll agree with me here. You're, um, and, and we were saying that Laura is an eight because you take the 17th of the month, you add the the one and the seven together and you find out that that's an eight and that is guided by the planet Saturn which um, when you're looking at the the reference to the zodiac uh, Laura has a lot of qualities just like a Capricorn does so this means you're like a worker bee <laughs> you're not afraid of hard work well that is true <laughs> you're always and and you know once you like you know all along your life and you've probably done this since you were little like you, you had work on the brain or at least how do i acquire how am i acquiring and what's my ambition really doing am i am i being practical here or am I wasting my time? Am I not being, you know, eights are not fond of being lazy uh, by any means. That is not your cup of tea. And, and, and also if, if you've worked with other people before you're, you know, now you're working for, with yourself for yourself, um, and eights are known to do that, that they kind of just, <clears throat> it's a sign of leadership too, as much as you, you are this communicator energy through being the Gemini, the eight really grants a lot of direction and ambition to what you know your soul is here to do in this life and eights like you know they're they're in the the present moment today but they're they're always thinking about well what is this going to be doing for me five years from now you know they, they're great long-term thinkers um and you're it's always about gaining stability in your life and you're a great person as well that learns from the experience instead of being uh that definition of insanity where you keep doing the same thing over and over again and think something different might happen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so once you kind of like go, oh, all right, well, that didn't work. And then you go, all right, well, now that we're going to try something new, you, you, that's, you know, really the eighths grasp that so well in life. They're not, you know, banging their heads against the wall most of the time. They're, you know. 
This is so fascinating for me to learn. <laughs> it truly is. Um, the one thing I always wanted to know is that, you know, I am an eight because of being born on the 17th, but I was born at like quarter past midnight, you know, from the 16th. Right, yeah. And I've always wondered, you know, not just for myself, but for everybody, when you are that close to being on another date, mm -hmm. you know, how much, like in other words, if I were on the 16th and I were a seven, right. is that a completely radical difference you, from you, what I am? Yeah, you would be. Uh, much more of a more private person. You'd like to work totally alone. Um, you'd be more artistic or oriented in like uh, dancing, singing. You'd be going along. The, the sevens are, you know, they're they're wonderful uh, with like absorbing details. So kind of like along the lines of actors, lawyers, they, they, they go into all of those types around realms and not that they're not working like an eight does, but you have this thing of more like it's, it's enterprising that's going on with that eight energy. And even though, yes, you are born only 16 minutes into the 17th, um, by it, it, it's kind of like you know everybody they'll say oh well I'm a cusp you know I'm both signs if you're born on a day of the month that the sign is going to switch the sun's going to switch but he, here's the thing it's the stickler of the math and if you are born at that time there is an exact chart that matches what that time frame is so if you were born at quarter to twelve on the sixteenth your chart would look a little different. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and and yeah, your whole like your, well, you'd you'd probably still catch the same rising sign. We're going to talk about your rising sign in a little bit, um, but it may th may have thrown a couple of planets off the house. But yes, that you would, um, you know, be uh, yeah a very different being from being at the eight, um, and then we would tell you that you shouldn't be wearing black clothes. <laughs> Which you're wearing today, but I don't have to give you that because then eight doesn't matter. Um, but but seven energies are told um, not because they're guided by Neptune, which is what rules a Pisces. So they're very sensitive beings, very intuitive, very psychic, and we all have psychic abilities as as humans. But but the sevens really get into it, um, and they love the ether ethereal and uh, you know all, all of those types of things. But because their energy is so sensitive in that way, wearing black actually draws energy to them that's not even theirs. And then they're dealing with like all oh, this stuff. And sevens are prone to anxiety. They're prone to worry. And the, the black will do that. So sevens are told wear white and it reflects everything. But an eight... You're you're like pretty solid. I do have some warnings about things you shouldn't eat as an eight, but um, but it has nothing to do with the black. So oh, I can't wait to hear that. So, so you're all good with that. Um, but yes. So I I remember before I remember before we were outside talking, and you had said that you were a fan of spinach. Uh, we were talking about, uh, we'll, we'll get into that little bit of food thing because um, all the signs and numbers have foods and things that they're they're drawn to or not. Now you're also walking a. 31-4 life path, what we call a life path, meaning when we add up the entire date that you um, were born upon, it, it, it's the energy of the four. And the four is uh, an energy that loves spinach. But so does the eight energy. Now, the one thing um, with the foods with the eight is that now, do you eat a lot of, red, uh, lot of meat? No, not at all. You're not a meat person. That's good for you. Because the meat it, for an eight and then the red meat for a four no, 
it, it, it will cause, if, if you have like a heavy, heavy diet of it, um, it'll cause things to kind of break down in the body over time. So an eight always has to watch the meat. It's almost like your body's allergic to meat. Like if you've ate it, did, have you ever like just had like, ugh, I don't really like the way this making me feel right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, not like an allergy, but um, definitely, you know, didn't feel good after eating it. And that's why I tend to avoid it now. I probably only have meat about once a month. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, but your food, it's interesting on, on the eight foods, um, spinach is one of your foods as it is for the four on the life path. So it's interesting that, yeah, you're drawn to that. It's like, um, I always say that the four and eight energies are like Popeye on spinach. It's, it's, it's going to really, really, really do some fun things, fun things for you. So we're going to stick with the numbers here. So you said, so you started, so you said three years ago. So what was that in 08? Yeah, it was May 16th of 08. Okay, so it was in 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 oh eight, and that was when you were um, just finishing your year of permanent change. At that time, um, two thousand seven cycle from your birthday in June till so it's it's and the the cycles go personal year and and otherwise they go from birthday to birthday. So you were in a you entered what we call a five personal year back in two thousand and seven, and upon your birthday in two thousand and seven. Mercury took over on the stage of what was happening, and Mercury said, I'm going to change the whole landscape for you this year, Laura. As you enter your birthday in 2008, your world's going to look very, very, very different. And um, would that be true? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's safe to say that everything changed. Everything changed, yeah. That's always... we, We flow in time in nine. So you came down to that, like, four life path. Um, when you were born and then when you even when you were one years old you were in a five personal year that year so it was a lot even as a young child whatever your parents were doing and all of that stuff there was a lot of change going on even in your the very first year of your existence in this lifetime and so you've evolved you've evolved year to year ever since and then you started so that would be by the time you were like five or six you entered a one personal year and you started anew and then you've been just we, you know, you just spun through the nine every nine years. So this current personal year cycle that you're now in started back in 2003. That was when there was the, all these new beginnings happened. And what happened in 2007 was like, okay, you would lay down your structure, foundation, all of those things happened. And then whatever wasn't necessary anymore was going to get out of the way through that, the, the mercury. Mercury will get rid of anything that's not necessary. Be like, nope, we're going to change that. And you don't need that. And it's in essence too, in those five personal years, you blossom everything that you started from 2003, technically. So here you've been. Now this year that you've been in, um, and you're 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 very co- we're, we're we're very close again to crossing over into your next new year. But you're um, you've been in your year of harvest this year. So you've had a lot of recognition, reward. Your public life has been kind of out there a little bit, and and you know people are knowing what what you're doing and what's going on. And this is going to keep gaining because what you're entering in. Um, uh, your birthday in another month or so is that uh, you're going to go into the nine. It's the to the nines year, as we say. So again, it's in that energy of, okay, you're going to see some changes start to happen, but the things that clear out of the way over the course of 11 into 12 cycle is going to set up the stage for 
all the new beginnings that are about to show up a year's time and a year's time from now. But you still kind of ride on the harvest a little bit this year, too. So there's there's still like a lot of energy that's still coming to you and those rewards and those gains and things kind of blossoming. And the nine, too, is about a little bit of fame and celebrity. So there there may be some things that will happen that, you know, you'll get uh, a little bit more attention and, and just more people, just more things, kind of taking it to like a, a universal kind of level kind of thing. So you can totally expect some more broadening and, you know, and more things to be happening. So, um, and you know, it's funny. I remember when I first met you, I thought to myself, this, this girl has to be a cancer because she just has this knack with the food. And I, and you told me right then, I'm like, oh no, she's a Gemini. Well, she's an eight, good hard worker. But when I, d I drew up your chart, your son, your Gemini son, interestingly enough, sits in the cancer ruled house in your birth chart. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Totally. Because, you know, you're working with food and it's what, you know, you really have this, this knack to do. Um, amazing. And, and the other thing is that you've got a, um, uh, you're the tail end, however, of an Aquarius rising. Um, which means you're born, um, when I say the tail end, you're born at, at a lat later degree of the Aquarius rising. So you don't catch it in the beginning. So a lot of your first house doesn't have Aquarius in it. It's a lot of your Aquarius energy, like your natal Jupiter is in um, Aquarius. But that's all in your 12th house because of the, the, the way that the, the actual math works out. Um, but I, I mean, I would definitely say if you were born, well, that you would probably have to be born a good hour and a half or so earlier to have had that Jupiter a little further on your ascendant, but you would have been early, if you were born on the 16th, you'd have an earlier Aquarius rising is what that would do. Just like shift the, shift the chart a little bit. Okay. Um, but having an Aquarius rising with being a Gemini is a wonderful combination because it really allowed, they're both air sign energies. Um, it allows you to have this completely friendly presence you know you allow you have a mission on the approach to always make sure everybody's you know taken care of in that brotherhood and sisterhood kind of thing and Aquarius is the water bearer it loves bringing new life to things so that's all of your approach you're always interested in well how can this be improved even if it's not broken yet what can be done to to make it better there's always always that understanding of of making things better and um um, then let's see. Yes. Yeah, so that, so that places with that 25 degrees, uh, Aquarius rising, that places your natal, uh, Gemini sun in what we call the fourth house. And the fourth house is guided. And, um, we're talking about houses, houses, each of the, um, you know, you have your 360 degree chart, all of the signs rule one area of your life, or there's, in certain charts, uh, and as always I see in Gemini's charts, typically there's two signs in one area of the life from depending on how the math works itself out, but you, you definitely have that. Um, so you have a couple of, like in certain areas of your life, you have a, a couple of ways that you'll, the, the way that the energy will float around. But um, yeah, so the house is basically, and, and, and I, to, to, to break down the terminology of, of the astrology, the houses really are, I like to look at the whole chart, like it's your house and then say, okay, here's all the 12 signs and how they apply to you and it's like how you keep this room in your life kind of thing you've got you know this is how the bathroom looks this is how the bedroom looks so on and so forth but when we're looking at our um charts 
doesn't quite say it's a you know a bathroom or something, <laughs> but um, you know we have our approaches to life, our first impressions, and that's all of that Aquarius energy that you have. So it's and it's also how people see you. They don't really look at you at first and say, "Oh, she's a Gemini." They 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 get that Aquarian feel. And and one thing about Aquarius energy too is it's sometimes detached. So you kind of it's friendly, but you're not the coddly, touchy feely type until you really feel like you know somebody and you want to reach out and give them a hug. <laughs> well, oh my God, it's already noontime here at WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And uh, we're having a lovely hour here with um, Laura Griffin from Your Spice of Life. And we're going to pause for just a moment to tell you about what's cooking in your Berkshire area. I've got some... Um, Fun things. It's spring. Yeah, yeah. It's spring. It's finally here. We had a wonderful weekend, didn't we? Um, what do we got? How about, this is coming up next week, we got the invitation to Open Barn at the High and Mighty Therapeutic Riding and Driving Center. This is over on 71 County Route 21C in Ghent, New York, May 12th from 2 to 7 p.m. Um, and let me just grab a little more information on this. The High and Mighty Therapeutic Riding and Driving Center is opening its barn doors to a special NARHA program. The um, NARHA, Horses for Heroes, provides equine-assisted activities for our wounded service personnel and veterans. Here at High and Mighty, we offer these men and women an opportunity to be with horses through grooming, horse care, groundwork, barn management, and most of all, carriage driving. Our farm setting, special horses, and wonderful volunteers all make this an experience uh, make this a safe experience, fun, and at times profound. And for more information on um, how to join in on that fun on um, May 12th, that would be this uh, 2 to 7 p.m., you can contact Laura Corson, 518-672-4202, or you can email at info at high-n-mighty.com. Sounds like fun. All right. I, 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 I could go there. I love horses, but I'm not a veteran. <laughs> Let's see. What else do we have happening? There is the Art of Image Transfer, a free hands-on workshop by Peggy Reeves, May 21st, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Monterey. The meeting house is at the corner of Route 23 and Tearingham Road. Pre-registration is required. And the art of image transfer is a popular technique used by people working in photography, cottage, scrapbook arts, watercolor, and mixed media. One of our state of Massachusetts cultural Council uh, grantees will bring a most exciting workshop to Monterey. Participants will find this three-hour hands-on workshop will open new creative pathways of expression. On May 21st, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Peggy Reeves will teach the process of image transfer. The class is free, but pre-registration will be necessary. All materials will be supplied, and you will go home with at least one completed project. You can contact for more information, Peggy Reeves, 413-528-2446. You can also shoot an email to Pearl, and that's all capital letter, lettered, Pearl, 465 at gmail.com. All right. 
Always something cool happening in our Berkshire area. So you are listening to Sharita Star, and I welcome you back to the second half of What's Your Sign? I have your number. Today we're talking with Laura Griffin, founder of Your Spice of Life. Laura is spicing up lives in the Berkshire Berkshires and beyond through her organic spice products. And uh, you can find out more information about Your Spice of Life um, at yourspiceoflife.com all together. Welcome back to the show, Laura. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, let's let's finish up a, a little fun things about your chart, and then um, we'll, we'll get into um, how you do your, um, which is actually how I met you. I met you through um, one of your the parties that you do, which uh, they're so much fun. Um, where I thought you were a cancer. I said, well, if she's working with food like this, she's got to be cancer. But back to that house thing in the chart, um, that is, um, you know, where that shows up from um, is that even though you're a Gemini, uh, where the planets are placed in the chart, that is the fourth house represents the home and the family and all the properties and and what cancer energy represents that nurturing, the sensitivity behind things going a little bit of psychic energy there too. Uh, cancers have a lot of imagination, um, which when it has a healthy channel, they don't worry. Um, but when they don't have a channel for the imagination, (laughs) they'll worry about everything. (laughs) I think anybody does that really good. But, um, and you also have, um, your Mercury is in Cancer in your chart, in your fifth house of creativity. So, because one thing I noticed about you is that you had such a great state, you have such this wonderful presence when, um, you know, you're presenting everything. Not only am I like, oh, she's back there whipping up all this food, she comes out and she's got this like great way of being on stage. Mm-hmm. So your fifth house indicates to me that what are, you, what are you creative with? Your fifth house is all cancer energy. It's one of the houses that the entire sign covers the whole house, um, that you're able to be creative with food and communicate this to people. So, you know, you're, you're, what those changes that you made five years ago, um, for sure. Now, have you always been interested? I mean, you've always been interested in the food and then like, how how did all this kind of evolve? Not at all, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I don't have any formal background with food and, you know, I did learn how to cook, you know, when I was younger and so on, but I was never, you know, known for my cooking specifically. But what happened was um, one of these things where uh, something good comes out of tragedy, which you've certainly heard before. I certainly have. And in a nutshell, you know, I went through divorce and um, went through, you know, very dark time as many women do during divorce. And there was a period of several months where all I could tolerate to do once I got home from work was to sit and stare at the Food Network. On TV? Uh-huh. Okay. Because it didn't involve stories or people, you know what I mean? Yep. It didn't have it's, any emotion. Exactly. Um, right. And all I could do is just stare at the Food Network. I mean, quite obsessively, you know, for this period. Uh-huh. And even though I was, you know, not registering it at the time, all of this information that this I was abs- watching was being absorbed, probably very well absorbed because I was, you know, so focused on it. And after... Several months of this, um, you know, I just realized that I knew an awful lot more about food. And although that was a few years ago still, um, you know, I retained all of that. And it really did spark a new interest for me. Mm -hmm. And And I think that's where, you know, I get a lot of uh, what I do right now. Yeah, interesting. Well, And I also think you were... 
you were almost pretty much, that was right around your Saturn, um, your Saturn, excuse me, your Jupiter, you had a Jupiter return right around that time, which is when like you get, we were talking about Jupiter earlier, uh, Jupiter's a planet of optimism. So when he comes back to the same point in your chart where your natal Jupiter is, it's kind of like this trigger of ooh, something, you know, inspirational, optimistic, abundance is going to start to show up and... Then, of course, Jupiter crossed over your ascendant, and then the world started to see you a little differently. And, um, yeah, because you've had, you had Jupiter all in your, um, yeah, Jupiter changed your approaches to everything over the past couple of years. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's a, kind of like a new you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My life today looks nothing like it, like it did like just, it a, you know, just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's that five. That'll do it every time. Get you right out of there. And interesting, I also noticed that you have a natal, your natal Mars is in your sixth house, which is the house of being of service. And and also your house of health. Um, I think you, you probably have to watch your back in life, right? Is, do you have back issues? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leo is the in your house of health. So yeah, but back and heart. Um, and that cinnamon that you like so much, we'll talk about that. I hear cinnamon is really good for the heart. Um, which would be great for Leos. Um, but it, it, anytime I see uh, a natal Mars in, in the uh, sixth house, always indicates the person doesn't... It's not that you can't work for others, but you don't work as well for others as you will work for yourself. Um, you're better off being in charge of how you are of service to the world. And so... Congratulations, you've 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 done that. Um, and when you look to also up to your tenth house of career, you have um, that's guided by uh, your career house is, is Sagittarius. So it's like you are meant to be out there. It's it's a, a combination of being creative, publishing things, educating people. Um, it, it's a it, Sagittarius, uh, you know, really encompasses like a lot of things. But it's also that you also deal with things from the world. And I do believe you, a lot of the things that you um, utilize are not just like not locally grown, but like you've got like um, some different products that are from other places that are, you know, sacred little places in the world. Yeah, definitely. Spices from India Mm -hmm. and Indonesia and um, South America, you know, definitely have to bring these um, unique things that you can't find here in the States. I love working with them. Yeah. And that's um, a big part of what your career wants from you is that you're, you're kind of working with the world to do what you'd like to do um, as you uh, charge and, and do that all of yourself. And of course, you know, you, you have no, you're not shy about being uh, up in front of people. You have a moon in in Leo as well. Um, Gives that Mars is in, in Leo. Um, and it's almost like an emotion. It's emotionally comforting to kind of be presenting and doing all that. You don't mind that at all. It's definitely true because I have to say, you know, even though you didn't know anything about my background and really before I came here, it's just funny that you say that because uh, prior to starting this, my real career was in training. I did software training. Oh. And so obviously being up in front of people was what I did every single day. Interesting. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And I do love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. it, it just like it's it, it, anybody with a moon in Leo, it's like an emotional comfort to be on stage. It's because it moon rules your emotions. So and Leo's don't mind the limelight. They don't mind that that thing. And it also grants that the more creative, you know, they have Leo's are very creative types. Like they always like to initiate, start things, get things going. So um, 
Yeah. Well, we definitely see. So how um, you, you do all of this. Um, so let's, let's get into because I, I know everybody was, was, is, is interested to see. So you have come up with like all these different. Um, oh, I know what I want to talk about before I, before I forget. I'm talk about your name a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, now, of course, your 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 Laura Griffin is. Um, it, it vibrates as a name expression. It's it's a five. Uh, so what you're doing in this name is taking you kind of to the masses and it's, uh, it's allowing you to bring change to things. Um, it's very, it's, it's fine. It means you're always on the go and you're traveling and you're circulating, which is, I think you, you're pretty much, that's what yes. you do. <laughs> your, your work requires car, <laughs> traveling in the car. And I love that your name spells a fun little phrase. And these are those lexigrams, which is the, the, the taking the anagrams from the name and, and coming up with a phrase that Laura in a fair game very nice which we like we'll take that now you also have your original name which um of course also will tell us and, and a good example of this is uh, another one of your Gemini sisters Miss Judy Garland she wasn't born to the name Judy Garland she was born to Francis Ethel Gum of course Francis Ethel Gum is the phrase that we is the name that we can spell the phrase sent as a mega MGM star as a teenager that's what she ended up doing, even though we knew her as Judy Garland. So interesting. So your birth name is Laura Ann, it's a Peroni? Perone. Perone. So Laura Ann Perone, we can spell these, these little catchphrases. A real preparer, of course, you're an eight. A real planner, a real learner, and a real earner. Like, you know, that's all the eights. And, of course, Geminis love that. The, the other thing about a Gemini, you're so not afraid to ask a question if you don't know the answer. You know, you, you're innately curious in that way. And um, I love the story about the Food Network, though, because Geminis love absorbing television. Like, and it was great that it was so, you know, like your eight side of yourself said, well, I'm not going to watch something that's going to waste my time. Let me just sit here and learn about something interesting. And thus you did, and it served you. That's, that's fabulous. Oh, it served me really well, because yeah. you wouldn't believe, you know, in watching the Food Network for three months straight, uh, yeah. you pick up an awful you, lot of oh, stuff. sure you do. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, I, it's fun stuff. I mean, working with food is, is it's, it's an amazing thing. So now you've titled this... Um, your company, your spice of life. Now, here's another fun little thing. Your, the name that you're you're utilizing now is a five vibration. That's Mercury. Goes perfectly with being a Gemini, and your spice of life is also a five vibration. But it's the twenty three, which represents the royal star of the lion. And I think you're going to like what this has to say. Um, and this is quote from the Chaldeans. This is a karmic reward number. The 23 bestows not only a promise of success in personal career endeavors, it guarantees help from superiors and protection from those in high places. It's a most fortunate number and greatly blesses with abundant grace the person or entity represented by it. As always, the 23 must be considered along with uh, the other numbers making up the full numerological analysis. Um, but the other numbers don't have much of a chance to bring about serious trouble when the royal star of the lion is present during difficult times. No number can challenge the lion's strength and win. And fun little thing, that's unquote from the uh, Chaldeans. Um, so, you know, this, this, uh, the energy behind the name of what you've chosen is 
it's going to be moving, it's teaching, it's it's communicating things, It's and it's seen by a lot of people. Uh, you can always rest assured in a five energy that you're, you're going to be surrounded by lots and lots of people. Now, fun little things about lexigrams, which is, of course, again, that those anagrams from, uh, phrasing the anagrams from a, a name or a title, and uh, your spice of life has some fun revelations. Pr- preciously precise recipes for you, <laughs> which is so true, right? Because you've got these unique, you know, and they're precious, I think. Use, yes, use surely secure source policy, meaning that, you know, your stuff is coming from uh, the best source it can possibly come from. Um, and yes, recipes use purely super spice freely. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of fun. And yes, your spice of life purifies our soul. Oh, I love that. Isn't that fun? I love that too. I was like, that's awesome. Cool, cool. So like, I didn't have to tell you today that you should be changing your business name. No, I mean, when I picked <laughs> I out... good news. <laughs> when I picked out that name, you know, of course, everyone's heard, you know, variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I wanted something along those lines, but I didn't think that the spice of life sounded personal enough. Right. And yeah. I wanted it to be you know, your spice of life yeah. and make it all about you. Yep, exactly. And make it very, very personal. Yeah. And it's, and I'm so surprised that that wasn't even grabbed by somebody yet. So that was really great that you caught that. Yeah, I that. was lucky. Yeah, because it seems like something that is, it's it's catchy. You know, it has a very, it has a big catch to it. So um, do you want to share some of your, your blends? And then what I'll do is um, we'll kind of pop into like what signs may be good with, you know, everybody, I mean, every sign and, and it's, um, every sign, every number has, um, a, a little bit of an, uh, an herb, uh, spice recipe that they can put together for themselves. Um, and you know, you, you kind of brew all this up in like a tea or a tonic and then you, um, you know, strain everything out and you keep it around and you just take a couple tablespoons of it. But I mean, Laura has her own recipes of things that, um, she comes up with because each sign and every number has, has foods and herbs. So we can, um, you know, just kind of touch upon things. And some, like, you know, we look at, like, the number one and the number three. So if you're born to the first, the 10th, the 28th, the 19th, um, or born or born on a day like today, the 3rd, uh, the 12th, or, the, or the, the 30th, and the 21st, they all have uh, four combos there. Uh, a, an herb like nutmeg is great for a Jupiter person or a sun person. So I know you have nutmeg in your things. I do. I've not making several of the blends. Um, yeah, and gives a great flavor to things. And it's just funny that you said about nutmeg because um, nutmeg is the reason why on my labels I list every ingredient because some people have hallucinations when they eat nutmeg. And, Interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised to learn from you that the people who are intolerant of nutmeg, there's probably a numerical planetary or, reason. Or they, right. Yeah, and I doubt it's the ones or the threes that have that because that's that's pretty strong for them. That that, And it's also, you know, it has a lot to do, um, and I like to, and, and, you know, how you say on your website that, you know, it colors our foods. And, and it's a lot of the, the foods and the, um, the herbs and spices and things like that, that the numbers... Um, and or the, the planets in general guide over. It has to do with the color that vibrates to that planet as well, because we're all meant. We were talking about the color with the seven before. Um, you know, there's colors 
that that's why you also want to eat it mm-hmm. because it's actually putting that food into your uh, you know putting that color into kind of like your aura kind of thing and that's what makes us all kind of tick really well is if we're eating the things that our bodies naturally want and most of the time people like the they like the foods like we were talking about you with the spinach before right you know it's a no-brainer that you're gonna like spinach in this life you know but some people like can't stand it but they're a a, a sign or a number that well they're not really supposed to have it anyway (laughs) where can people um learn more about that you know the foods that they are uh, drawn to um well, you can always go online and, and, and learn just about anything. I mean, I, the, the, where I learned about how, I mean, I've done a lot of research over the, over the years, but who I originally learned uh, the, the base of, of the numbers is from Linda Goodman. And that was in Star Signs. That's where I, I um, learned all that information. So that was how I... Uh, that was how I, I stumbled upon this. And then um, as, uh, you know, over the years of, of you know, just keep t- talking and talking and talking to people, that they all agree, like, oh, how did you know I like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So, like, what, what, what kind of things do you have that, that nutmeg goes with? Out of curiosity. Uh, being, sure. we're, being we're back on the nutmeg, we'll go back. Yeah, to the, the nutmeg, nutmeg is in um, a couple of my blends. Um, one of them is called Sweet Asian, and it's nutmeg, cinnamon, clove, and pepper. Mm. So very pungent, very strong. Cloves. Cloves are good for ones, too. That's a good... Um, and I think cloves are also good for six vibrations, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't see the cloves on there. I know there's another one that has cloves. Maybe it's just the Maybe it's just the other ones. Nope, I guess it's not. There's always so much information here. Nope, the cloves are for the sun. I always thought the cloves No, nope, cloves is Jupiter too. See, and it's interesting because the sun and Jupiter, when you're looking at the sun and Jupiter, they're both fire energies. And nutmeg is a very kind of a yeah. So I would hot. say, like, when you were going back to that, like, reference of the hallucinations before and all that, I would say, like, a seven probably does not want to have any nutmeg. Okay. <laughs> it's probably too much. Because they're already guided by Neptune, and that creates enough delusion as it is. <laughs> now, do you do anything? Now, you have... Um, you know, it's funny because none of these... How about the lavender? Because lavender is good for um, a bunch of different people. Um, yeah, lavender's amazing. And I know you have like, ba- you also do some things with salt. Yeah, um, I do some bath salts uh, that are just, you know, organic Epsom salt and organic essential oils and mm-hmm. lavender is one of them. And it's um, funny because bath salts have been in the news lately because um, young reckless people have been abusing them. And so, uh, you know, mine don't have any of that oh, um, element in them that people are abusing you know mine are just the two ingredients that i talked about but the lavender is just funny that you say that because i've been working on this french blend you know an herbe de provence mm-hmm. blend and there's a great um french deli here in town in great barrington mm-hmm. it's called bisalions oh, okay and and it's run by an authentic french guy so i asked him if he would try out my herbe de provence and he smelled it, and the first thing he said was, you know, mon dieu, <laughs> there's <laughs> lavender in this. And I said, yeah, you're supposed to put lavender. And he said, no, 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 that's an Americanism. Ah. Real French people 
Don't um, do that. Yeah, and he said lavender is for uh, for your skin, for your face, not for your eating. <laughs> well, now I have, but I've seen lavender tea. And yeah, that yeah. you can cook with it. I mean, right? It's not like it's harmful. He just meant you right, know, but it's not. It's not meant to be in the. Yeah, well, you know, us Americans, we we right. we, we tend to make our own version of everything anyway. <laughs> but um, but lavender, um, if for bath salts or it, like in <laughs> oils to smell and fun stuff like that. If you are an Aquarius, um, an Aquarius, it's a wonderful herb. Um, so I would say for you, the lavender is great because you got the Aquarius ascendant and lavender is also under Gemini too. Um, it's really good for headaches because um, it really just helps soothe. It calms the, it calms the whole, um, you know, the whole like kind of circulatory system. And that is the one thing, like if you're an Aquarius and, um, it, it helps calm that down and, and open that up. And if you are, um, I think lavender is, is no, not there either. Where's the other one? I know that there's another one that has the lavender in it, but I think that's the, uh, the Gemini's and the Aquarius there are the ones that, um, Definitely, um, it, it just helps calm things down, and um, I think you'll find most people and um, most people tolerate, tolerate lavender. lavender. Yeah, it's not like something that that has, um, but it, it 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 promotes the cleaning of the blood, which is something that 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 is something that for an Aquarius, uh, they're definitely you know into. Um, and now, how and did you do anything with mints? No, I don't really right Have now. Have you gotten into mint yet? No. I mean, I do, you know, one of my bath salts has peppermint in it. But in terms of the edibles, um, I don't do anything with mint. And I don't know why. I guess I'm not drawn to it. <laughs> you can probably tell me why that is. Interesting, because Gemini is supposed to be drawn to mint. Interesting enough. And as far as like a peppermint tea, better than drinking coffee. No kidding. Because it because Gemini's uh, uh, runs on run on nerves, so you don't want to stimulate the nervous system too much, and so coffee will do that in in too much quantity, of course. You know, having having too much coffee is no good for anybody. But um, let's see here. I, I can't I can't believe that it is um, that the hour w is up. I know it flew by. <laughs> this always happens. Well, this was fantastic having you here. Um, gonna have to have you back. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. This is great. You're very welcome, great, Sharita. Great to learn about you. Laura is here in the Berkshire area. And um, if you'd like to learn more about uh, how you can host a party and, and um, find out more information about her, uh, just log on to www.yourspiceoflife.com. And... Um, all sorts of fun stuff going on there. So you've been listening to What's Your Sign? I have your number with me, Sharita Starr. And we will be back on Tuesday, the 17th of May, with another fabulous star profile. We'll be talking with special guest Iva Appeal, a local artist who is creating some truly worldly appeal with her photography and latest film, Dreaming Heaven. As always, be sure to check in on our blog to keep up to date, sharitastarradio.blogspot.com. Today's show will also be podcast here later on, so you can listen back to the archives or any of them 
from over the past two years. Remember, if you've got a question or a comment, please email me, sharitastarradio at gmail.com, or go right to our website, www.berkshireradio.org, because we really do want to know what you think. And please leave a comment. Your opinion matters to us. We hope you are better from our hour together. Stay tuned. You're listening to WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. Namaste and happy, happy spring to you again, dear stars. And also a tremendous thank you to everyone and all the listeners for a wonderful, wonderful Pump It Up Spring Fun Drive last week. We appreciate your support. It took me by surprise, but it-